Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to the Optimist Daily's Weekly Roundup. I'm Ariel. And I'm Carissa, and we're working hard to put solutions in view and optimism in movement. Hello, and happy Friday. We're back again with a roundup of solutions from the Optimist Daily this week. Ariel, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, as usual. I've actually went to the city for the past few days because um, my my parents live outside of Toronto. Oh, what did you do there? Yeah, I just uh, saw some friends who are living there. There's yeah. Christmas markets and things that are, are happening that make the city all nice and twinkly and pretty. So I enjoyed that, but I'm exhausted. I'm happy to be back chilling with the family. <laughs> that sounds fun and festive. So <laughs> It was festive for sure. And you? I've been having kind of a laid back week, I guess. I've been working on Christmas crafts. I've been doing some felt ornaments for friends and family. Oh, cute. So that's really good to be watching Christmas movies and just doing that in the evenings after work. So felt felt ornaments. What, what are your favorite ones that you've made so far? Well, I've only made two. I've only made a star, which is kind of a test one because um, they actually take a long time if you put beads on them, which I've been doing. So it's been like one per night kind of thing. So I made a star Mm -hmm. that was a little ugly because I was (laughs) testing out how to like set the sequins on, but it still has a lot of love, but that's for my own tree, I suppose. And then I made a really cute initial one for my sister of a J. So cute. I know my friend is trying to make like penguins. Oh, that's like um, chipmunks. (laughs) Oh, all the nature themed Christmas ornaments. But yeah, she's kind of struggling as well. Yeah, it's a little difficult, but it's a lot of fun. Speaking of nature, we have some nature-y solutions that we're sharing from The Optimist Daily. And I guess I'll kind of gracefully segue into my solution, Mm -hmm. which actually has to deal with nature in corporations. The title of the solution is Another UK Company Gives Nature a Voice in Its Boardroom. So in a significant move towards sustainability, the House of Hackney really recently appointed a nature guardian, marking a pivotal step in integrating nature's voice into corporate decision-making. Frida Gormley, co-founder of the London-based interiors firm, regarded this as a natural evolution for a brand with a strong connection to nature. And so when I was reading this article, I didn't really know like what this company was, but it's like a British luxury interior and lifestyle company. And just going on their website, it's covered with like flowers and mushrooms and all their furniture and such is very inspired by nature. Actually, on their website, it says rebels with a cause. The earth is an eternal source of inspiration for House of Hackney. She is both the muse and the poet. In gratitude for all that Mother Nature gives us, we do everything in our power to give back harnessing eco-friendly materials and methods while championing causes that safeguard the world's precious wildlife. Proudly certified as a B Corp and partnered with the World Land Trust, we have now appointed Mother Nature and future generations to our board of directors, giving them a true voice in our business. It sounds like a superhero, like the nature guardian. (laughs) Such a cool role to have. Um, Mm. Gormley, as I said, the co-founder of the firm, emphasizes the role of the nature guardian, stating, if we choose not to take their advice, we're actually bound to give a reason publicly as to why we haven't. This is very much about accountability. And this project is inspired by the eco-beauty company Faith in Nature, which was a pioneer in designating a nature guardian. Yeah, it probably really changes the dynamics like in the room if someone is actually representing nature. (laughs) Because oftentimes 
the decisions that make the most profit aren't the best for nature. So yeah, that must be pretty impactful. So Simeon Rose, who is the creative director of Faith in Nature, says that having a presence there speaking for nature is huge. You know that nature is there, not necessarily judging you, but getting you to raise your game. Mm. So it's really cool that nature so, is there. So how how do the nature guardians, like how do they do their job? How do they get appointed to like be the mouthpiece for nature? Yeah, let's go into that. So there's an example here of Bronte Ansel, who is a senior lecturer in law at Essex Law School and director of Lawyers for Nature and the first faith in nature, nature guardian. And she views her position as demanding. Initially, she's monitoring debates and she gradually voices and votes in favor of nature, resulting in an empowering shift in board dynamics. And she underscores the subtle transformation by saying, by knowing that there is ultimately going to be this lens at the end where nature's asked its view, mm -hmm. you find that it starts trickling in much earlier in the decision-making process. I'm just, uh, I'm just imagining like a person dressed up in leaves and flowers and like dressed like a tree <laughs> in the corner of the boardroom. I, I hope that that's kind of what it's like, but I'm sure it's not. Yeah, that would be funny if they're, you know, the designated uniform perhaps should be yeah, dressed as a tree or something. So everybody's really thinking of nature. <laughs> this strategy is consistent with a broader trend in which businesses reframe their organizational missions beyond financial profit. In the United Kingdom, the Better Business Act campaign aims to match business goals with societal and environmental benefits. And this is really cool to me because um, the World Business Academy, which is the umbrella nonprofit we're under, focuses on this cause as well. We believe that business can and should be a positive social partner in the world, which this is exactly what this solution is talking about and these companies are doing. So I think it's really a big bravo moment to them. Mm -hmm. Faith in Nature's idea acquired popularity and prompted several requests from diverse sectors looking to emulate it. Rose goes on to say, all organizations that have governance models can apply it in their own way, which is definitely true. And the impact is already obvious for Gormley, as the firm recently denied a lucrative collaboration that did not satisfy their environmental criteria, demonstrating their dedication to nature's principles. Wow. That's Overall, cool. the inclusion of a nature guardian in corporate structures is... It's just a significant step towards a more sustainable and conscious approach to business. I think this is really awesome. I would love to be a nature guardian one day. <laughs> yeah, that would be so cool to like have on your resume. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think that'd be awesome. I mean, this is like a board position and stuff too, but I'm sure this translates into a lot of different roles as like as a society, we're more aware of the environment and the changing climate. I'm sure more corporations around the world will start implementing these nature guardian positions and just like mm -hmm. I law already kind of have their own like environmental departments. Good to see this on the rise. It's amazing that other businesses or more businesses around the world are starting to take nature's point of view seriously. My story is kind of tied into that because it deals with renewable energy, specifically electrifying transport. Mm -hmm. As we know, transportation is a really big factor in CO2 emissions. So trying to electrify transportation will definitely bring down fossil fuel emissions, which are warming up the entire planet. 
So I chose the story because we at the Optimist Daily have actually been following this tech development since we first caught wind of it a couple years ago. Yeah. The first story that we shared on the topic was from summer 2021, and it was titled Indiana to test roads that charge your EV while you drive. This article was more about the research side of things and mentioned that roads were being built close to Purdue's university's campus, but nothing concrete had been finished yet. Then last year, around this time actually, we published another story titled Detroit's Two New EV Charging Roads Will Let Drivers Power Up on the Go, uh, which took the idea from theoretical to practical. Okay. Now this week, we shared a story called Detroit Pioneers Wireless EV Charging Revolutionizing Roadway Power, which adds more update to the last article we wrote. Right. So firstly, let's just imagine it, a road that charges your EV while you're on the move. I mean, I don't really drive because I live in Amsterdam and I just bike everywhere, but I know that people, especially in North America... <laughs> We'll be driving around a lot, and I, I I feel that here because I feel quite trapped in my parents' house. Not in a bad way, but just, you know, there's not a lot of freedom of movement here without a car. So not having to deal with fueling up all the time would be super convenient. Wait, Carissa, you drive. Do you drive an electric car? I do drive, but no, I don't have an electric car, and I think that kind of – I don't have one because, you know, there's not a lot of charging areas. I mean, in California, there kind of is, but like we don't have the charging set up in my house. And then before I was living in an apartment, which did not have the charging set up either. So I do not have one right now. Mm, Yeah, well, maybe if it's easier and more convenient for you, then it wouldn't be so inaccessible because, yeah, that does seem like it would be at the forefront of my mind. Not being able to find charging spots in time yeah. before you reach your destination would be a bit worrying. I think it's called like definitely climate or no, it's called like anxiety, range anxiety. Range anxiety? Yeah, exactly. Yes, range anxiety. So yeah, it's one thing we've been covering on the Optimus Daily as we're getting into a lot of mm-hmm. different solutions to help prepare the infrastructure for the transition to EVs. Anyways, I'm excited to hear more about what's going on with this update. Yeah, it's uh, it's way more than just a cool tech development. It really is a game changer for travel. Like as we were saying, range anxiety would not be a thing anymore and you don't have to interrupt your road trips as much. So yeah, it just promises a future of seamless journeys and hassle-free travel. And it's not just for regular cars, but public buses delivery vans, trucks, all of these vehicles are getting in on the action. Electrion is the business behind the wireless charging infrastructure. And they even had like a big ceremony in Detroit's Michigan Central to celebrate the installation of the cutting edge charging tech on a quarter mile stretch of 14th Street. Well, that's cool. So when can we all experience They're still fine-tuning everything in Detroit before it goes live for everyone, but they've got plans to revamp a chunk of US 12, that's Michigan Avenue, by 2024, so that's next year, to make room for more of these smart charging sections. Hmm, Cool. And how does it work exactly? Without getting too much into the technical aspect of it, because listeners, if you're interested, you can check all of that out on the actual articles. 
But basically what happens is that your EV cruises over these special charging sections and electricity flows through a magnetic field straight into your car's battery. And this is all without any extra effort on your part. You're just kind of like driving as you would, doing your thing. But what's particularly exciting about this is that it works whether you're driving or parked. Whoa. So that's pretty cool, but... Is it safe? Because it sounds like if a magnetic field is just everywhere on the road or like on these charging sections, it might be a little dangerous. So is it safe, I guess? Okay, yeah, I can totally understand why that would be a freaky concept. But Electrion says that everyone should just rest assured that they've made sure that despite this high-tech futuristic road, there's no risk of electric shocks for anyone on the road, including drivers, pedestrians, or even wildlife. So yeah, I guess we'll just trust them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there's a lot of research and work that goes behind this kind of development. So definitely, um, maybe there will be like more public knowledge about it because yeah, I think especially if we want this to become more widespread, then people will have to be able to understand what's going on. But luckily, it is becoming more widespread. It's not just a local project. Electrion's testing this technology across Europe, Israel, and China. And yeah, it's just gearing up for a global rollout. However, in the United States, Detroit's the proud birthplace of the first electric roadway in the country. And it's a really bold move that shows serious commitment to the future of electric transport. So yeah, that's that's great news for Mother Nature. Hmm. I think that this is a really, really cool solution. I love the kind of like future tech aspect of it. And it's really interesting to read about. But as I think about this, uh, what drew me to this solution is that it raises a lot of questions about what the future is going to look like. Because I think there's like whole industries built upon charging or not charging, but like gassing up you know those like gas station complex things with like fast food restaurants on the side of the road when you're on the highway those would probably go out of business I wonder what other solutions that we'll be able to write about to um, make sure that the people who work in those industries don't lose all their jobs (laughs) yeah that's a super interesting question to consider because yeah it's kind of interesting to imagine as you said like what this futuristic development will do to roadway travel but we'll probably be getting more updates on this technology like we have over the past couple years and the other implications it has for different aspects of road travel so thanks for sharing ariel and we also have a couple other solutions that we shared on the optimist daily this week that are equally as intriguing and optimistic So some of the other solutions that we shared this week include seven ways to support your sober and non-drinking friends this holiday season. Canada's new 988 suicide crisis helpline aims for hope and healing. The vegan advantage, proven health benefits revealed in a rare identical twin study. Hmm, I'm curious about that one. And then we have also four science-backed strategies to reduce risk of heart failure. Also shared this week, cultivating climate resilience at COP28, seven game-changing food and agriculture innovations, emergency shelter transformation for disability-inclusive disaster response, how West African hairdressers offer mental health support and a pathway to healing, and last but not least, want to declutter your holidays? Here's how to ask for no gifts this year. 
If you want to start your day off right, please make sure to subscribe to our free daily newsletter to get our solutions straight to your inbox. And we also have more solutions on our social channels. We publish solutions and ones from our archive that are totally evergreen. And you can find us at The Optimist Daily on all of our platforms, including Threads and Pinterest. The only difference is on X, which was previously known as Twitter, we're on there as Ode to Optimism. And we're a small team of optimists working hard to bring you positive news. If you want to support our mission of putting optimism into the world, click the link on the show notes to find out how. And support doesn't always have to be financial. Even just recommending our podcast to a friend, leaving a positive review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, or sharing a solution to your socials would be a huge help to get our message and our mission out there. Thanks a lot for tuning in this week. We hope to see you again next week and have a beautiful weekend. Yeah. See you next time. Bye.